Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Stateside Soccer Podcast, episode 195, recording on this beautiful Wednesday evening. Hope you all are doing well. Thank you so much for the support, as always, on our latest episode. Um, Scott, today on the agenda, recap of Tuesday and Wednesday's Champions League fixtures, and then talking about uh, the Ballon d'Or nominees, who we like on it, who we don't like, who we who do we think we uh, who should have gotten on the list, um, and then of course we will recap with uh, some MLS and USL playoff predictions, if that is okay with you. Is there ever a time where that would not be okay with me? <laughs> I didn't think so, but <laughs> you never know. Uh, would you like to start with Champions League or Ballon d'Or? Let's go. Let's knock out Ballon d'Or because I think it's a relatively short discussion. Me too. Um, so I won't name all the nominees, but um, obviously 30 for this year's. And first off, I thought the Ballon d'Or was not a thing anymore. Until a couple days ago, when there were articles I mean, being put out, we both thought that. Like, I've even, I've even publicly apologized to a couple of my coworkers because I was so mad when Leo Messi—not mad, mad's the wrong word—I was disappointed when Lionel Messi won the France, uh, or the France, the FIFA Footballer of the Year award. Right. And everyone was like, they were all like, "No, we still have the Ballon d'Or," and I was like, "It doesn't exist. Quit telling me it does. It does." Well, because like. One, he, Messi won that. Virgil won men's best player. So there's two awards Correct. right there that make you think, okay, obviously the Ballon d'Or is not a thing anymore. But Ballon d'Or is some French football award, which is why I don't get why it is as prestigious as it is. Why would the FIFA men's player of the year not be the most prestigious award? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the the name Ballon d'Or carries a lot of weight, so I'm, I guess I'm okay with it still being here. Um, Amen. Amen. So, I think there's only two names, Scott, that I really don't agree um, with, and I will just... Jenny Wijnaldum. Yes, Jenny Wijnaldum and Hugo Yori. And I really just think... I really think Hugo was on there um, just because of Tottenham getting to the Champions League final. Um, Other than that, I don't think that... He deserved to be on there. I think Jan Oblak, although Atletico probably didn't have the greatest season, uh, I think that he is a better goalkeeper. And I don't think getting the Champions League final, although be it very, very um, impressive, I don't think it was really down to Hugo. Um, well, and here's my question. Is this year's Ballon d'Or list because of the World Cup? Uh, maybe. It shouldn't be, though, right? Because isn't that the reason why Modric won the Ballon d'Or last year? Is because people were saying, well, he won the Champions League and he was a World Cup finalist, right? Yeah, I, I don't think so. If it, is, if it is for the World Cup, then Hugo absolutely deserves to be on it. But if it's not, then it's a joke. Right. I'm pretty sure October to October, I, I think that is the – or maybe it's August to August um, – yeah, I mean, Yuri wouldn't even close to... Was he in your top three Premier League goalkeepers from last year? I'm trying to think of the teams. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, it's, it's Allison Ederson and one more. So. Right. Um, I don't think so either, for what it's worth. So I just, we can move on. But yeah, I mean, I just like, neither one of those made a whole lot of sense to me. 
the other one that is a, a maybe, I can see how this guy got on this list is Riyad Mahrez because of what he did with Algeria. But besides that, I don't think he merits being on this list. I think Mahrez is a really good player. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree. I don't think he had the best year. Um, any players you think that should have made the list? I think you can make a case for Neymar. Um, I know that's probably not the most popular opinion given his recent situation with PSG, but I think you can make a case for him. I don't make a case for Paul Pogba. No, I don't. I don't. I don't see how anybody can make a case for him at all. Um, I don't either, but I have seen plenty of cases made for him. Although Kareem Benzema Scott did have a good year with Madrid, I would have rather seen Harry Kane put on that list than Benzema. Yes, yes, Harry Kane is a great point. Um, and then, shoot, the other player I was just thinking of, oh, uh, a, a swap of Fabinho for Wijnaldum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I don't think, for what it's worth, Luka Modric deserved to be there. No. Uh, I know he wasn't, but I'm saying I would not have had him at it. And I know Trent got, uh, made the list, but I would, I would have liked to seen more credit given to fullbacks. Trent is the only fullback on the list of 30 of 30 players. AKA you would have liked to see any Robertson. Yeah, you're right. Um, but all like I see him. Beggars can't be choosers. Um, but yeah, so I think overall I'm pretty happy with the list. Um, I'm assuming you are as well. Not, not much to complain. I don't when, have any major objections. Not much to complain when your favorite team has 23% of the players that are on the list. Um, so, yeah. Now, do you think Virgil van Dyke will win it? I do not. Do you think it will be Lionel Messi? I do. Okay. I And I don't think anyone should complain about that. No. Again, when, like, when. like you said, when, when Leah won that award a month ago, it, what, we weren't mad. We were just disappointed. And I think that's probably going to be the same thing again. Um, just sad for Virgil more than anything. Like right. it wasn't like uh, this guy doesn't deserve it or whatever. It was just like, dang, I really would have liked to see Virgil win. Yep, I agree. Um, okay, we can move on. Let's go to Champions League. We will start with yesterday. Not a lot of blockbuster games, um, but we will just recap quickly. Three games had a team score five goals, which is pretty incredible. A lot of goals yesterday. We will start off with uh, Atletico Madrid. And I don't know if you know this, Scott, but this was Morata's second goal for the club since joining back. I did not know that, but when he scored, one of my coworkers said, that guy still exists, so that makes sense. He scored on his debut and then scored yesterday. And I think he's been there for, what, I think he, wait, did he go back in January? Did he go back January or last August? That's a good question. I don't honestly know. Regardless. It's it's been a year. No, it's been a year. Yeah, regardless. It's definitely been a year. Pretty embarrassing, but I mean, he got the game winner. So, Um, Shakhtar and Dynamo Zagreb tied twos. PSG uh, is killing Mbappe the best player in the world. He is, and he's going to look great in a Liverpool shirt next year. <laughs> I have nothing to say on that. Um, I know you don't. Madrid, Real Madrid, uh, won a winner's away at Galatasaray, thanks to Tony Cruz. Juve, Scott, had a little bit of a scare 
losing to Locomotive Moscow um, for 77 minutes of the of the game, and then Paolo Dybala two pretty good goals to get them the win. Um, two very good goals, I think. Random question, but I like Dybala. Do you see him having a long term future at Juve with all the transfer rumors that he is plugged into? I think he could have a long term future at Juve. I think one of his biggest problems has been the managerial go around there. I mean, I think he's like he clearly does well for them. I don't think Juve would want to see him go, but if another coach comes in and says, "Yeah, he's not my guy," then it's just kind of tough luck, guy. Fair enough. Uh, did you get excited when Atalanta scored? Absolutely. Just, just not even like on an anti-city agenda. Just like a wow, holy cow, Atalanta just. Earned a penalty and, like, buried it. And then you knew it wasn't the last. Correct. Absolutely. And I said City will score six. I was wrong. You Fine. were very close by one. Uh, five one. Uh, Aguero two. Sterling three. And Phil Foden, I didn't see it, but he got a red card. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, Olymp- you want to talk about best players in the world, though. Add Raheem Sterling. Fair enough. Yeah. Very good player. Um a uh, hat trick, three goals in 11 Are minutes. Are you ever going to let your anti-Sterling agenda go? I don't have an anti-Sterling. You you don't give him as much credit as he deserves, though. And I know it's because of his past. Okay, here's what I'm going to say about that. In my head, I really want I really want to because I know that he deserves that. I There's just something in me holding me back. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't. I eventually I do think it will my feelings will come to the surface about him and um and I will say he's a fantastic player because I know that he is um he's just still a little rat sometimes so you're just a coward that's all it is he's a coward all right all right um Olympiacos did give Bayern a little bit of a scare um playing at home but Munich three two winners Robert Lewandowski still probably the best striker, outright striker in the world. That's what I was about to ask. I was going to say, do you believe that Lewandowski is still the best number nine in the world? I do. I do believe that. Yeah, I don't disagree. He he just scored. He just loves scoring goals. Just, he reminds me, I mean, he scores like, all right, I'm going to ask you a question here. How close is Cavani to Lewandowski in their own like in their own terms of being like a prolific goal scorer in their respective leagues. Yeah, I mean that's a good question, dude. Um obviously I think Lewandowski's way better than than Cavani, but in terms of just naturally a natural goal scorer, top 2 for me at least. Yeah, I mean Cavani is a very good player. So, I don't know. It's 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 tough, but I would give the the crown, the theoretical crown of, of number nine to him. Um, and then ending off Tuesday's games, uh, Tottenham looked like a different side than they usually are. 5-0, it was Red Star. Um, but impressive showing for them, knowing what they had been on. Um, and they have a, a very tough opponent in Liverpool in the weekend. So I think it was probably necessary that they got that performance um on Tuesday, so yeah, I have a couple of friends who support Spurs, and they were all like, "This is what winning feels like. It, it's nice." And then you're like, "Is Red Star?" So 
No, I didn't say anything. No. One of them did say it erases the Byron loss, and I said, no, <laughs> no. no. Definitely doesn't do that, but Nothing that's okay. will erase the Red Star, or the, the Byron game. Uh, yep. Cool. Let's move to Wednesday. Uh, Michi Bashiwai, the hero. Is he the hero, though, of Chelsea's game? I'm going to be a little bit biased. I'm going to give it to Pulisic. I mean, I would only agree with you just because Pulisic made a an impact in limited time, and Batshuayi had a had a very nice chance that he absolutely sailed over the bar. So maybe um, you and I were actually last night. Anybody who doesn't know what five thirty eight rankings is, it's a it's a great website. Um, but they were they had like an updated club rankings. And Ajax, Scott, were in the top 20. Do you really think that's true after the players they lost? Top 20 based on form and all their other variables, maybe. Form, natural talent, but also take into account the league they play in. Yeah, of course, but like I don't I don't actually believe RB Salzburg is in the top twenty either. Sure. I mean, again, that was based on form too, so I, I personally don't think they are, and I don't really want this to be a shame on Ajax. I just you know, they had a lot of hype last year, and I think obviously you know, right rightfully so, that has dipped. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing with those ranking websites, right? Like some of those things make a lot of sense and I think some of those things are very agreeable, and then they have Everton above Lester. So it's just like like, Some you, things are very clearly, clearly way off base. Well, you know Everton are paying them, so. It's, well, Everton with what money, Parker? That's true. They did spend a lot. Um, Leipzig, 2-1 winners over Zenit. Marcel Sabitzer, goal of the week. Don't care what is to come for tonight, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, I don't care. What about Ox? Great goal, but... Again, you and I talked about this. No, it's cool. It's cool. I get it. All right. I guess we'll talk about it later because I have something to say with that goal. Um, but yeah, great technique. Uh, Benfica, I was about to say surprise winners. It's at home. It's against Leon, which is why I was going to say surprise winners. But Benfica, I don't watch the, the Portuguese league. I know they're a historic club, and obviously they're in the Champions League pretty much every year. Um, and I know they have decent players, but... They got a two on win, so I guess give credit where credit is due. Uh, Memphis Depay on the on the score sheet for Lyon. Napoli getting a very very impressive um, road win against RB Salzburg. And how about how about Allen Scott? How about him? How about Dude, him? this kid's just unbelievable. His record is at least yeah, and not stopping. Two goals, one a penalty. Um, Dries Mertens two goals and Sydney. The uh, the game winner. Napoli's a really impressive side. They I, I they've outdone themselves so far for me in league and uh, Champions League. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. I mean, I think uh, you know that I've always been very very high on Carlo Ancelotti, and he's got that group playing extremely well. I think Napoli is a deserved top twenty side in the world. I would agree with that. Uh, another Serie A side winning in Champions League today. Inter Milan at home against Dortmund. Um, I didn't see the game. I don't know if you saw any highlights, but Dortmund... Saw a couple. I, I think Dortmund need to find their feet. I think they're starting to dip a little bit. 
Yeah, and there's there are rumors that Lucian Fabric could be on his way out. So wow. Yep. With more rumors that can you guess who might be? I don't want to say front runner, but might be in line to replace at Dortmund. Yeah. Who? At least the most interesting rumor. Hit me. Jose Mourinho. Wow. That'd be really interesting. Yep. Really interesting. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, not sure how much how it would work, but that'd be really cool. Um, Lille, 1-1 against Valencia. Barca, 2-1 against Slavia Prague. 2-1 against Slavia Prague, Scott. With an own goal as their winning goal. Decent. Is it? Well, I mean, you Slavia win. Prague, like Slavia Prague, aren't that bad. They kept it close in their first game. No, I mean that's what. I, but like, it's Barcelona. They 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 won today on an own goal. Yeah, but I mean, Messi should have scored. There's an obvious one there. I think Slavia Prague aren't as bad. But like, if let's say Liverpool beat Slavia Prague two one, would you be just as critical? Yes. Interesting. Okay. I just ex- I yeah. expect more from the big dogs. Yeah, I just I don't think it's the end of the world. Luis Suarez is a very very good player. <laughs> That's true. I kind of forgot about him in the number nine like discussion, but I'm still giving it to Lewandowski going back. I would too. Um, all right, let's end off with obviously Liverpool gank four one. I think Liverpool looked a little sloppy in the first half. Um, after that Ox goal, um, gank just seemed to be in it and. Especially in defense, Liverpool just seemed to be a little bit sloppy. Um, gang- yeah, I thought. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, go. No, I'm sorry. I thought we looked very sloppy in the first half. Yeah. Uh, like, extremely sloppy. I don't know if it was a lack of communication. Um, obviously, two people in defense that usually don't get playing time, at least in defense. Obviously, James Miller right back in Lovren. Um, that center back partnership hasn't been a thing since the 20s. 17 year. Um, so I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's Allison being back and he's not really into the full rhythm yet, but Gank did end up getting their goal. Um, and they were, I think, wrongfully disallowed that goal in the first half. I think he was onside, but, uh, yeah, I think he was too. It, 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 it is what it is. And Liverpool came out in the second half, um, much better performance. Salah, uh, Mane, and of course that Ox goal that everyone was raving about. I, again, I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't a great goal. It was a fantastic goal. I just don't think when I was talking about the Sabitzer goal, that is what he meant to do. Like I do think he meant to put it top left, and I just think Ox, although it was a shot, I think he did mean to shoot it. I just don't think he meant to put it there. But and that's fine. If I, going back to the first half, though, if I could real quick, I yeah. think. One of the reasons Liverpool weren't quite Liverpool is that was the first time that that midfield three played together. And I know that you should probably be a little bit more gelled than that. But, like, you look at the right side of the team, it's James Milner at right back, it's Day and Lovren at center back, it's Oxlade-Chamberlain on the right, and it's Mo Salah on the right, who hasn't been in action for two, three weeks, technically, with the international break. I, I'm not trying to make excuses. I think Liverpool should have played a lot, lot better than they did when they got there. But I just think that, like, 
at the end of the day, I think you can shrug that off when you look at a 4-1. Then maybe not shrug it off. That's probably the, the wrong way to describe it. But I think you can accept that that was always going to be part of the case. And now you can just move forward. I think they should move forward, but I don't think they should completely move on. I Obviously, that defense won't be the same defense that plays Tottenham this weekend. But Liverpool, in the past couple of games, have looked pretty sloppy. Um, early going at least, and I don't know what I, I don't know what the reason is, but I'm not going to say I'm nervous. But Spurs are a better side than Gank, and I know that for sure. Um, so hopefully, something starts clicking. Um, that's all I have to say on the, on the matter. Do you have anything else to to, to have to input? No, makes sense. Okay, um, cool. Let's get down to the uh, the games tonight. In Major League Soccer, we have uh, New York City FC. And Toronto and Seattle, Real Salt Lake's got run me down favorites for for both games. And uh, I didn't even ask you about the Seattle game. How crazy was their first playoff game? Dude, it was nuts. I mean, FC Dallas really gave it everything. And I think you could only, you got to respect an effort like that. Um, I think NYCFC are, I don't think it's too disrespectful to say clear favorites tonight. I mean, I think Toronto is a really good team, but I also think that, you know, DC could have had a better shot or taken a better shot at beating them than they did. Um, Out West, I think you would probably look at Rail Salt Lake just because their playoff performance, although it took a little while to get the gears going, I think that they were, they looked more complete than Seattle did, especially. just the way that they move and the way that they play. So, I don't know. I think that one's probably more of a toss-up, but I, I would be a little surprised if NYCFC did not advance. I, I would agree on the I would agree on the NYCFC game. I don't know. The the, the combo of Morris, Rudiaz, uh, and Lodero, very, very lethal. Um, and not that Real Salt Lake don't have their, their, their wonderful attack on their own. Uh, Rusnak is a, a very good player. Same with Baird. Um but yeah, like you said, Real Salt Lake really seemed to be clicking. Um, this game is in Seattle. Um, no, it's centrally linked. That, yeah, that's Seattle. Yeah, that's Seattle. Yeah. And the nice thing for Seattle is, like, even though you leaked three, and it probably it definitely was not what you wanted to do, you can score four, and that's massive. That's always massive. If In the playoffs, I think I would much prefer a team that is more defensively sound. But at Mm. the same time, if you're defensively sound and you can't get on the score sheet, what's it worth? Right. So for Seattle, they showed a lot of fight. They showed a lot of heart. They're going to want to watch their set pieces, obviously, um, tonight. But I think both games have a lot of potential. Of course, I won't be watching either game, but they have a lot of potential. And we'll move on to why you won't be watching, um, of course, because the play-in games for... The USL Championship playoff begins tonight. Um, four games. What was the what was the vibe around the office today, Scott? Nervy or just really excited? No, really excited. Very, Good. very excited. I mean, listen, and, and this is like this is probably obvious, but when your season starts on March nine or March eight, whatever it was, I think it was March nine. It's just like this is everything that you work for for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Like it all comes down to this. So. I think it, it, it's the same for any giant game anywhere. If you have trouble getting up for something like this, and I think it says a lot more about you than it does the actual competition. So, yeah, people are very excited around the USL offices. I think it's just like, a, can we just go do it already? <laughs> yeah, let's just get the games rolling. Um, obviously, you know a, uh, an extreme 
like, you know way more amount of info about each team in the USL than I do. So I would be very grateful if you could run down tonight's games, tell me what you think fans should watch out watch out for what you're watching out for and then of course who you think is going to is going to win the plan playing games sure yeah and I'll keep it succinct just to not not talk my head off here but um, the two seven o'clock kickoffs are North Carolina FC against Birmingham Legion FC North Carolina FC's big kicker is midfielder Austin Belouz who is the club's longest serving player is retiring at the end of the year, so this is kind of his um, going out party. I think NC wants to see that extended as long as possible. Uh, for Birmingham, after a horrendous middle of the season, they closed the year in an extremely impressive fashion, and they're an impressive side defensively. Uh, it took Pittsburgh, I think, over 20 shots on target on Sunday on the regular season finale to just get one goal against Birmingham. So, uh, That'll be a really fun game. I think I'm probably going to favor North Carolina because they're at home. The second 7 o'clock kickoff is Ottawa Fury FC, who have made the USL playoffs for the first time. They host Charleston, the Charleston Battery, who have never missed the playoffs. Um, that's 8 versus 9, Ottawa 8, Charleston 9. I, again, I, I want to take the Battery because I think that they have a better chance overall. Um, but Ottawa being at home, I think I'm a little more privy to favor them. And then just two more, uh, the 8.30 game is Austin Bold FC, another expansion side, hosting LA Galaxy 2. I'm taking Bold FC because they're at home, and I think that they're just a better team overall. Um, and then the 10.30 game, this is the one that everybody's waiting for, is Sacramento Republic FC as uh, the seven seed hosting New Mexico United, who have become sort of the darlings of the USL at the 10 seed. Both teams Kind of inconsistent. Um, Sacramento's lost four out of their last five. New Mexico um, got some help to even get in the playoffs in the first place, but are an extremely talented team. And if they advance, New Mexico advances, they'll play Phoenix in the next round. They are one of very few teams who I think have a shot at taking down the powerhouse that is Phoenix Rising FC this year. So uh, four incredible games, all of them available on ESPN Plus and um, the road to the championship final starts tonight. Love it. I cannot wait. Why did you say um, the ten thirty game was the one everyone's waiting for? I just think it's the most anticipated. I think there have been a lot of eyes on New Mexico all year because of their Open Cup success, because of their their success at home. They average, I believe, the highest attendance in the league, and they're an expansion side. They mm-hmm. average between ten and 12,000 every game. They've had over 15,000 in the building multiple times this year. So although they will be in Sacramento at Papa Murphy's Park tonight, I just think that they're a team that catches a lot of eyeballs. Sacramento has Thomas Enovoldson, Campbell Wassa, two championship staples over the last few years. Um, and they're just they're a very good side that I think has been underplaying themselves a little bit. So I just think that's that's probably the uh, marquee matchup, if you will. Let me ask you a question real quick. Do you think the confirmation of MLS for Sacramento plays any pressure into their playoff performance? It should not, considering Sacramento doesn't go to Major League Soccer until 2022. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it, years we're talking years until they play in MLS. Yeah, this isn't a this isn't a Nash. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No. But this isn't a Nashville situation where. You're going next year. Mm -hmm. And the dynamic's kind of weird because some players know that they're not going. Some players know that they are going. And it's just like it's kind of an awkward environment. Sacramento has nothing to play for but the USL Championship Final this year. So it should not 
be a cloud on anyone's mind. I just wasn't sure if they were going to see like a big boost in attendance. Obviously, it's the playoffs, but I didn't know if the MLS confirmation had any impact on you know the boost in attendance, what the players are thinking of, um, things like that. But no, I mean Sacramento's in the top five in average attendance as is. And listen, Sacramento is a soccer city. That that club is very deserving of what what will be their next step. Um, in their journey as a club, I don't. I don't want to say. Um, I don't want to say much more than that. But I think that it's it's obviously very cool for that city, and I think I hope that they are uh, packing Papa Murphy's tonight because, like I said, I think there are going to be a lot of eyes on this game in general. Papa Murphy's Park is that what you said? Papa Murphy's Park. Love it. That's a great name. Um, anything you want to add to uh, one ninety five? No, I mean I would be remiss if we didn't say anything about the LA Galaxy LAFC derby tomorrow okay. and the, the other side of the MLS playoffs as well as um, Atlanta United back in action against Philadelphia Union. I think that that's game a has great a lot game. of potential as yeah, well. So playoff soccer is here domestically and I highly encourage everyone to, to check out both leagues. Like Scott said, all games for USL um, championship playoffs um, can be seen on ESPN plus you got two seven uh, two seven PM, one eight thirty PM 10.30 p.m. all Eastern Standard Times, and then, of course, two MLS playoff games to uh, to keep your eyes on. Thank you so much for listening to 195. We will see you back uh, Friday for some Premier League predictions. See you then.